We are continuing our systematic study of the fourth um, to the ninth chapters of uh, Genesis. And again, we've titled the study Floods and Gates. Floods and Gates. Floods and Gates. Uh, it reflects the, the reality that there are times of floods, you know, the periods of cleansing, um, times of scouring out. Uh, as, I, as I've said, it's kind of like hitting a button on the garbage disposal. You know, sometimes the eggshells and bones kind of accumulate in there and the water's just not flowing the right way. And it's like, well, let me see if there's something in there. And hopefully it's not a spoon or a dishcloth. But, uh, uh, but you hit the button and you clear it out and things start to perform a little better. Um, but then there are uh, gates. Um, gates of opportunity, uh, gates that open to paths that bring us closer to God. So that's where we get the, uh, we've drawn from the title Floods and Gates. So today we're looking at just two verses, starting at the 26th verse, um, just two verses, but again, you know what that means. Um, but I promise not to be too long because we want to go over there and uh, uh, have something to eat too. Um, Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in the place of Abel since Cain killed him. You know, every time you come here, you got to have homework. So here's your homework, uh, Rachel Mode. Your homework is uh, to read the entire fourth chapter. Um, again of the book of Genesis. Read the whole chapter again. Oh, we've been reading it. No, read it again. Read it again. Uh, read it again. What are you, why, why are you stressing this? Um, I want you to focus on the main things. And the main things are the main things. And if we're not careful, um, we can get caught up in uh, chasing our tail. Uh, I mean, again, I, was, I, I don't even want to go down there other than to say people of theologians have just twisted themselves in knots. And I mean, it's, the answer is what it is. Uh, well, who is Cain's wife? It's like, focus on the main things. Just focus on the main things, okay? Just, just focus on the main things. You know, just, Eve is the mother of all humanity, okay? You, 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 you connect the dots, all right? Just, just connect the dots. Uh, that, that's, that's enough of that. But let's focus on the main things. What are the main things? With Cain, Eve proclaimed that she has given life. She has given life to a man with God's help. That's what she said. Read the text. Here, essentially, Eve says that God has given life. Or as she says, God has given me another child in place of Abel. I'm telling you, there's nothing like life that will create, you know, that, that, that when you bring light into life, that, that clears up a whole lot of darkness and a whole lot of mess. What are you saying? I'm saying that a lot of times we go through life in spaces that are dimly lit. Why are clubs dark? There's a reason for that. 
You ever been to a club that's lit up? That ain't a club. <laughs> it's just by definition, that's not a club. Uh, but, but, but if we're not careful, we will wander through life in spaces that are dimly lit. You know, when you have a whole lot of light, I'm so good to see Charlene. Oh my goodness, Charlene. Uh, uh, when, we, when we have light, dare I say, Charlene, when she's studying for a master, she doesn't study by uh, firefly. She studies in light. It's just, I gotta see, I gotta see what's going on. I, I, I have to, I have to clearly see the text so that I can grasp it, understand it, and apply it. Um, I've made no secret, you all know. Um, December 12th, 2021 um, is a difficult day for me. What's that, Pastor Meeks? Well, that was the date of the passing of my daughter. I'm coming up on that anniversary. So you pray for me in advance uh, as I enter into this season. Uh, it's amazing what light will do to life. It's amazing what light will do to life. News will be looked at differently if you turn on the light. News will, you, 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 will, you will see things through a different set of eyes, if you will. It was always there, as the old adage goes, hidden in plain sight. It was always there. But sometimes it just takes the flick of the switch. And it's like, now do you see it? Oh, I, I see it. What are you saying? What I'm saying is we are shaped by the experiences that God allows in our life. Oh, well, that's really profound. I, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody. That we are shaped by the experiences that God allows in our life. Uh, a lot of times we just go through life, what's the world say? Well, that's just karma. You know, what goes around comes around. You know, it's, it's like that's what the world offers. Just bad luck. Just, just, you know, it just, it just it's, it's, it's sad it happened, you know. It's, 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 but if you turn on the light, if you turn on the light, you will, see, you will be able to read the text, understand the text, and apply the text. As you reread the fourth chapter, you will see that the entire first family was shaped by the disruption caused by Cain's murder of his brother. If we're not careful, we will read that. It's like, oh yeah, well, boy, that kind of stunk. You know, it's, it's sad about that. It's like, did, did you just read the text? The first family. I mean... <laughs> Obviously, the Bible's not exhaustive in listing, uh, as we'll see in the fifth chapter, I think it's the fourth verse, there are a whole lot of other sons and daughters, and it's like, we don't have time for all that. Look, look, look at the Bible for what it is. Focus on the main things. But let's essentially say, you just got a handful of folk, and one brother takes it upon himself to kill the other brother. 
You think you got problems at the Thanksgiving table at your house? Politics, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, how about a brother killing a brother? How about that? And we'll see as we go further, we'll see where, you know, you've got the whole line of Cain and you've got the whole line now of Seth that's getting, I mean, you've got, you talk about division and, and just showing up messed up. It's just like, it's messed up. It, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at grace through this. It's just like, oh, my family's not so bad after all. <laughs> at least I don't think any of my brothers have killed one of my brothers. It's like, but... Uh, Day's not over yet. You never know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so Eve gives him a name that some scholars uh, believe phonetically echo or reflect her understanding of the spiritual connection between the murderer, the murdered, and the newborn. All of them are her sons. The murderer, the murdered, and the new son. I'm, I'm not a mom, as you guys obviously can tell. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, but, but, but I can't imagine. The, the, this is, they didn't, I mean, it's probably animal sacrificing. They're eating something, you know, more than, more than rutabagas, you know. I'm just, it's, it's, uh, and, but this is the first murder. Can you imagine the, the, the trauma? The, the, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What, what, what? My son killed my son. Um, the difference between Seth's name and the verb translated here, granted, to set firmly, to put in place, differs only by a vowel. And there are other lanes of thought that says Seth's name is close to a noun for our backside, our behind. So, I mean, just, just we're not going to go down that path. But the primary point is a deeper understanding had to have been gained by Eve. Yeah, Adam too, but we're talking about Eve. Okay, Pastor, that's wonderful. Uh, going down all of that, what's your point? My point is, what lessons are you learning? As you go through life, what lessons are you learning? <coughs> well, I don't know what you mean. I know I, I said what I said. As you go through life, what lessons are you learning? I am I am uh, I am saddened by how little we learn from our boo boos, our mistakes. We do the same thing again and again. Why is it? Uh, the divorce rate for remarried people is 50% higher than the first time around. Because I didn't learn the first time. Well, let me try it a third time. It's even higher the third time around. This isn't a class on marriage, but this is a class on we don't learn from our life experiences. We continue to do the same thing. Too often, we just double down on a bad decision. Oh, I'm not going to change because if I change, and then it's going to say it's going to let everybody know I made a mistake. You know you made a mistake. Everybody, all your friends know you made a mistake. God knows you made a mistake. The only one you're fooling is you. Right. 
The text doesn't inform us as to the amount of time between Abel's murder and Seth's birth. But let me go out on a limb. It's at least nine months, okay? Uh, but in that time, there had to have been reflection and contemplation. Uh, and I don't want to go out on a theological limb, but I'm pretty confident uh, that Eve, who again in the third chapter is called the mother of all living, one, she would have loved to have had a do-over in the garden. I bet, <laughs> want to take my bet? Okay, anyway, show of hands. Who won the lottery last night? And you wouldn't be here if you won. Huh? So just put your hands down, okay. Uh, uh, oh, I would be here. I'd be pretty, no, you wouldn't. Just, 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 just stop it. Oh, I won the lottery. I'm up. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, Eve would have loved a do-over. She would have loved a do-over. But the second point is she had a more robust relational view of God and a more complete theology. How do you get all of that from this? Just, just the naming of her child tells me that. How she saw the birth of this child. I did it the first time with God's help. No, God gave me this situation now. God gave me this blessing. God was always the creator. He was always God the provider, God the righteous judge. But now God is the giver and sustainer of life. See, there's a, there's, as I shared earlier, there's, knowing, there's a difference between uh, knowing that uh, water is wet and good for bathing, but there's an altogether different import, uh, appreciation if I'm stuck in a hot place and I need to drink of water. Water is water. Water was always water. But if, I, if I'm going through life and things are pretty good, yeah, I'll use it to scrub every now and then. Well, get stuck in needles or bar stone. Get stuck there for a week without water and see how much you appreciate water. You really appreciate water then. I, I, I have a niece and she was, uh, you know, after having gone through... Uh, 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 the different uh, couple of Central American countries in mission she's, and the, 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 the premium that, that potable water is she says I don't let my water run when I brush my teeth I wet my brush, load it up turn off the water I appreciate it Eve has a greater appreciation for who God is and her relationship with God having experienced the things she just experienced. You think I'm exaggerating. Pastor, you're just making too much of this. Okay, let's go to this 26th verse. Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. This is the text. Deal with the text. What Eve learned is being passed down to her son and from her son to his son, her grandson. I am so flummoxed, perplexed, saddened how generation after generation, uh, one generation is messed up, the next generation is equally messed up, and the generation after that, is, it looks like all signs point to being messed up. What are we learning? What are we applying to our lives? 
Um, it's interesting side note, just for you, you theological eggheads. Uh, Enosh means mortal, a less common word for human. So what's the significance? I like what one theologian said. The point would seem to be that after the tragedy of Cain and Abel, the confidence of humans in humanity has taken a blow. They are mere mortals, but here it may also be a sign of the start of a new humanity and therefore something more hopeful. Enosh is a sort of new Adam. Perhaps the ambiguity is the point. Humanity is made up of mortals, but their continued existence means that there is still hope, despite the violence in the early years of Eden. I'm just about done. I had it all. It was just Adam and Eve. We, we had it all. We had it all. We, we had it so good. And I messed up. I have to work. I have to experience pain in childbirth. Adam has to work. The ground's growing weeds as much as it's growing product. And, and, and uh, okay, I got a boy. I got another boy. Boy one kills boy two. O-M-G. What do we got going on here? What are we doing? What's going on? I get boy number three. I can see clearly now. Or clearer than I did before. Uh, did Adam and Eve not call on the name of the Lord? How does this fit with Exodus 3 when God spoke and revealed himself to Moses? What about Abraham, Melchizedek, Ambimelech? See, focus on the main things. A wooden look in interpretation, you'd have difficulty. But looking at the text in the context, this is what I believe, it lets us know that at that period of time, in light of the things that led up to the, this proclamation, humanity determined that now would be a good time to call on, proclaim, seek out, the name, the standing, the reputation, the fame of God. People began to call on the name of the Lord. Boy, oh boy, that had to be a messed up time. Uh, 2022 ain't looking pretty good right now. <laughs> it's looking pretty messed up. People began to call on the name of the Lord. People begin to call on the name of the Lord. It begs the question. It just, I'm just asking a question. I feel like Peter Falk in Colombo. I'm just asking just one more question. Just one more question. Uh, what legacy are you leaving? When they, and there, there will be a point in time, hopefully, somebody will say something nice uh, when you pass, when I pass. What, what are they going to say about you? What, what, what will they say about you? What, what, what will they say about you? you know, what's, what is that legacy uh, that we're leaving? What instruction is being passed down? What are we telling our children and our grandchildren? What are we saying? What are we, what, what are, I mean, what are you telling them right now? When you're gathered around the table, what are you telling them right now? Work hard. Got to stack your money. 
Buy a big house. Don't trust nobody. What do you what you see? Because what you're doing right now is planting the seeds for tomorrow's trees. You can't you can't disassociate what you're doing now with what's going to happen tomorrow. Hmm. Talk about the chickens coming home to roost. We 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 look at the situation now. I'm talking about 2022. And we wonder, well, how did we get, what, did you just, you Rip Van Winkle, did you just, did you just fall asleep and wake up? And then it's just like, Whoa. these seeds were planted generations ago. And now the harvest, it's got to be harvested. Work hard. Make a lot of money. Go to the right school. Get a big house. Get that good paying job. That's the legacy? That's, that's, that's what we're passing on. That's, that's it, huh? That's, that's the best we can do? What's wrong with that? I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. Is that the best we can do? Is it? Or as Paul would later write in the second chapter of his first letter to the Church of Corinth, the legacy message is this. This is what I want you to know. This is the only thing I preach about. This is the only thing that I care about. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. 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 And him crucified. That's all I care about. You can have everything else. Was it, was it Andre Crouch? You can have the world's silver and gold. Give me Jesus Christ. You can have the world's riches untold. Give me Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. I'm trying to help you. 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 Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's it. There's nothing else. Serious, there's nothing else. It's just him and the result, the benefit of his crucified body. How appropriate that we get to celebrate that right now. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, thank you for the knowledge. Folks seek after any and everything. We do everything. And we miss 
the main thing. The pursuit of stuff that will be burned up. For what? Father, shake us out of our slumber. Shake us out of our ignorance. Shake us out of our stupidity. Father, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to receive, and a will to do. Thank you, Father. We ask it all in the name of your Son, our Savior, my Savior. Reading from the first letter to the Corinthians, the 11th chapter, the 23rd to the 34th verse. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home, so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. And when I come, I will give further directions. This is the word of the Lord. that we see my prayer my hope is that we would see clearly just see clearly what God has called us to be and to do because time is short how short 70 years is pretty short Patrick said 120. It's short. Whatever time God has given us, I shared before, I probably share on Tuesday. And I shared this morning, even the miracle. 
that Lazarus experienced didn't prevent the inevitable. I invite you now to join me in celebrating the crucifixion, the broken body, the shed blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. so we can continue to do kingdom work. Father, bless the hands that labored to prepare it, the, the hands that grew the food, that uh, packaged the food, that, that sold us the food. Father, bless, bless the whole food chain. Thank you for every family that's assembled here. Bless us, Father. Knit us together in your love. 
let there never ever be any division among us we want to see Christ and we want to glorify you it's in the name of your son we pray let every heart say Amen. Amen. greet somebody